everybody. Welcome to Green Room Talks podcast, where we inform and inspire performers. My name is Lauren Kay, and for almost 10 years, I've been performing professionally from singing and acting to hosting and television. And I've met some amazing people along the way. And that's why I decided to create this podcast. (laughs) I want to encourage conversation among fellow performers. So speaking of amazing things, like amazing people, I had a great night last night. I had some yakiniku and it was yakiniku delicious uh, for me. So yakiniku, it translates as grilled meat. And if you've never done it before, it is one of the coolest experiences to have dinner, I think. Um, I got through my week of doing some shows and I was looking forward to some grilled wagyu and some grilled ribeye and some kimchi on the side hit the spot (laughs) ping it was great um so i hope that you look forward to something delicious for yourself if not at the end of the week maybe at the end of the day enjoy your (laughs) life uh on youtube i've been working on another project and series it's called on the real and i'm going to be putting up some different things a lot of people were saying hey lauren we want to see your face So I said, all right, I'll do something. Um, So please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Green Room Talks, to be notified when that begins. I'm very excited about that. So getting right into it. Today, I'm excited because we've got actor, singer, director, and choreographer, and fluent Japanese speaker, (laughs) the wonderful Ames Edward Bell. How are you? Hi. Hi. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. (laughs) I'm so good. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much for coming. How was your (laughs) night last night? What did you have for dinner? I had Uh osushi. What? <laughs> We're just having all the Japanese food. I know. <laughs> I did. No, my boyfriend and I, we go to Sushi Lake probably once a week. Oh. There's um, a really great, one of those, uh, like the conveyor belt sushis. Yes. Sushi Do is the name of like, the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go like once a week. And it's like, like a probably 15 minute walk away. Oh my gosh. What's your favorite <laughs> kind of sushi? Like what's your favorite fish of choice on the sushi? I love Magudo. What is that in English? Oh, dear. Uh, tuna. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's so fluent. I love Maguro sake. Uh, <laughs> ebi. I don't know these. <laughs> but like I have my, because we go so frequently, I yeah. have my like go-to things I always order. Yeah. I always get the cucumber, like the, the rolls with the cucumber in it. Yes. I always get the little thing with like corn salad it's just like corn and like mayonnaise, mayonnaise. yes it's so good though. it's the so me and my honey boo boo uh <laughs> we do the same thing and we have our favorites and his is mm. salmon avocado roll yes it, you like that yes too. they're so good they're so good mm. and like it's just like <laughs> the simplicity of like the ingredients it's yeah. just it seems like you would want more like, oh, let me put some shaved truffles on top. You don't even need it. It's like, it's just delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm similar with the cucumber thing. I, mm. I don't know. I could eat cucumber all of the time, but I love it. It's a literally good... just a stick of cucumber wrapped in rice, just little, wrapped in seaweed. That's it. A little, I think it, but it's literally because it's all about the rice. Yeah. It's just the rice like has to be right. Name. All about the rice. All about, that's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> 
We make a music video. Coming up on On The Real. (laughs) It's all about the rice. (laughs) I'm about to go to different like joints and like get some uh, get some sushi and be like, yep, this rice, this rice, make a music video out of it. It sounds good to me. No, but it's my favorite. That's what I had for dinner last night. Those are good choices. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that tonight. Looks like it. Uh, So now I just want to talk about some news. News. So, we've got some things going on. Um, First of all, we have uh, the Japanese-American star of the national tour of The Little Mermaid. Uh, She is, Mm. she's facing some discrimination. So, she's portraying Ariel. Yeah. And so, there's, uh, there's some, there's some criticism because of her race, her race and what she is. So, we're getting into that uh, in a minute. Uh, Donald and Melania Trump are not attending this year's Kennedy Center Honors. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. So they, there are some honorees that were not already planning on uh, attending the reception that is happening the night before. The White House, yeah. The White House, yes. Um, but uh, that's something that is, this is not the first time also that a president hasn't attended, but, mm. you know, that's something we're going to talk about. And also, uh, there's a new musical called the civility of albert cashier and it's about a transgender soldier that fought in the civil war and it's very relevant to me right now um i just want to get into some of those but let's start let's start back with the little mermaid um so she's facing some discrimination and how appropriate i mean (laughs) we've just talked about japanese food and like she's japanese american yeah um so she is she's facing this discrimination and a lot of people have a problem just because of the fact that she is not quote unquote white because and she looks different than because the cartoon. she looks different than the cartoon yeah that's yeah. what it comes down to exactly the cartoon which is not even the original right no no like saying that right now makes me feel so strange yeah like saying like just thinking that somebody is facing such criticism and yeah. negativity yeah. and hate yeah, simply because you're not, you don't look like a cartoon. Yes. Which, I mean, I know the whole issue goes a lot further than that. Yeah. And race and gender within the realm of theater and art is yeah. a big issue for a lot of people sometimes. But yeah. like just saying that makes me feel really gross. Yeah. Kind of sad. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good and it is sad and it's, and it's because uh, I think that, especially with uh, what the directors, uh, the casting director said, um, and actually, uh, she's uh, she's the director, uh, Maiko Tanaka. She said, number one, can she sing? Number two, can she dance? Number three, it's a freaking mermaid. It's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. Mermaids don't, I mean, okay, maybe they might, but they don't exist. <laughs> yes, exactly and how are we to know what they even look like so exactly <laughs> it's like we're getting upset about it's almost like <clears throat> if you were to have a black and white unicorn it's like unicorns are supposed to be colorful That's it's supposed like to be a rainbow this is not this you know <laughs> i want rainbow on my you know it's like it, it it's like my frappuccino is supposed to be you know it, it's it to me you're absolutely mm. right and it's it's one of those things that it's like, when are we going to get past the fact that yeah. if someone is doing the best job yeah. in just portraying a character and singing a song and acting and yeah. doing what doing what they were hired to do, 
then what is the problem? And, you know, I just think that that's, that can get really tough when it's like when there's an opportunity that you're, you've been given mm-hmm. and you work really hard for that opportunity, just like everybody else. Yeah. And something that, yes, you can't change, but not only that, something that I think shouldn't even be focused on yeah. is such an issue. I get Yeah. I think theater is meant to break rules. Yes. I think that theater and art in general is its best and the most beautiful and most powerful when things are not how they're quote unquote supposed to to be. be. Exactly. Exactly. She, like in in, in this article that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like she sang it the best. Yeah. She acted it the best. Yes. And she may because of her race, Mm -hmm. be able to evoke certain emotions out of everyone seeing the show that other actresses may not have been able to do. Exactly. And that's nothing against those past performances or future performances. No. It's just art. It's just art. That's exactly right. And like you just said, it's like, yes. And it's like, if you're... I mean, I don't know her whole history. um, And it's Diana Healy. She is... She is, uh, yes, Japanese-American, but... Let's think about the fact that maybe you have a tie to being um, being associated with a land of people who a lot of people in Japan do have a desire just to go to America or go, to go to Australia, yeah. to go somewhere else. And they have that that longing. So it's like when Ariel is singing part of your world, like I want to be where the like yeah. that is such a. That is such a moment of, oh, she has this longing to be somewhere. And like you said, maybe she can uh, express that better than anybody else could. And they made a decision. And yeah, I think it I think it's great. But it's it's moving to me because um, there was a uh, she said, Diana Huey said that there was a a mother who approached her and Mm. was thanking her because, you know, her daughter, um, I'm assuming she and her daughter are Asian, yeah. Asian descent. And she said it felt so good to see her doing that because, you know, for her daughter to see someone in that position, yeah, it's great and it's important. And it's, it's, it's not saying like, oh, I'm just going to exclude every other race and like, oh, it's, you know, girl to girl, like, let's say, oh, like a girl's Ariel, you're a girl. But it's important to see someone like you sometimes yes doing something yeah and so if anything i hope that that gave her some strength Mm -hmm. to keep going like definitely it does get hard yes so um moving right along donald and melania Mm. (laughs) donald and melania (laughs) they're not attending uh this year's kennedy center honors um so as i said before um yeah there were some honorees that were already planning I'm not attending that reception at the White House before. Like boycotting it. Boycotting. Not just like I'm not attending, like openly saying. They're like, I'm not doing it. Yep. You're right. They're not, they're, no, not not having it. But um, the White House said, they said to allow the honorees to celebrate without any political distraction, Hmm. which is true because there would be a lot. Yeah. Um, Lately, because of some things that have been handled uh, with the uh, the Charlottesville, Virginia incidences yes. and the white supremacy and the statements that were made, uh, there have been a lot of people really making it clear that they're not okay with mm-hmm. Trump. 
Yes. And uh, on this past Friday, all 16 of the president's committee on the arts and humanities resigned in protest of what Trump had to say. Of what he said. Yeah. And then what he didn't say. And yeah. what he didn't say. Yeah. Yes. Which I yeah. think uh, this is one of those moments where the actions are speaking so much louder than what the Definitely. words. It's like, okay, sir, you're not going to say, like you said, what was said and what wasn't said, mm -hmm. but we as people are going to do what we need to do and yes. exit stage left. <laughs> Exant stage Exant left. stage left. Immediately. Yes. But it's just interesting that these artists, mm -hmm. these these honorees this year, yes. which isn't even until, what, like, this, it's not. It's at the end of the year. Aren't they yeah. always at the end of the year? Yeah. The Kennedy Center yes. Awards. It's just interesting that more than one of them was openly against mm -hmm. the gala at yes. the White House. Mm -hmm. But then, like, the president always sits. When the president attends with the first lady, they sit with the honorees exactly. during the performances. Exactly. I, I, that doesn't... I mean, I, I, for one, am glad. This might sound rude, but... I'm, I'm glad that they are saying that they're not going to be in attendance because I just can't imagine Donald Trump sitting watching these perform with LL Cool. Yeah. No, I I can't imagine that. No. Yeah. No. It's it's Gloria it, Estefan. Like, yeah. All, like, no. No, I can't imagine. It doesn't feel it. right. No, it doesn't feel. <laughs> after everything he said, after exactly. him cutting the endowments for the arts, like after all this stuff, it's not exactly no. And I think that that that's I think that's the thing that kind of problem I have is that there's statements that you make uh, as a first of all as a human being as a human being mm -hmm. and then a human being that has been put in the position that you've been put in uh, let's say to make statements about a nation of people you want to call a nation of people rapists and mm -hmm. they do all this crime but then you want to later say you know we don't mm -hmm. condone any sort of racism of any kind and we don't mm -hmm. we don't no that's you're kind you're contradicting yourself completely and like you said it's like all of the things that you've done in terms of human rights first but then also with the arts taking away so much yeah and then you want to sit up there with people and of course nobody really wants you around anyway no. so I think that, yeah, in a weird way, it's like, yeah, this was the right decision yeah. to not attend. And I'm glad because I think that it would have, it would have. It would have created that political distraction for yes, sure. Yes, it would have. But I think more than that, it just would have been awkward. It would have been awkward completely for everyone. Nobody would. It's like a moment is shared on stage. Someone honoring so yeah. let's say LL Cool J who is I believe actually the first rapper to be honored to be by honored the by the Center. yes yeah. which, which is, is a huge, huge deal I can't wait to see what's going to happen but there's those moments where you look to the president <laughs> and the president looks at him like yeah you're great and you're like oh eye contact or like you're exchanging like emotional feelings there's because of the performances and yes and you're taking it in uh -huh. and you're like ah I'm up here being honored I'm with the president and the first lady of the United States Mm, there's that moment. No. no. So I don't know what's going to happen. I wonder if they're going to, uh, if, if Mike Pence is going to. No, just like let Michelle. Please. And Barack oh come. my gosh. I <laughs> would let, just let, please. I'm sure they'd all be very happy. Everybody to have them. would tune in. They would love it. 
Oh, oh. can you imagine? <laughs> I, I, I can. I can. I can imagine <laughs> it, actually. <laughs> I would love it. They did so much for the arts, and they always mm. encouraged things. And Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you told me about that, I just laughed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ha, yeah. that's not surprising in any way. I'm not way, surprised. And I'm I know at the same time. I know I'm glad yeah. too. And I, I'm <laughs> sure that they're glad. And I don't know. I do hope ultimately mm. that everything works out. And I don't want any, you know, I don't, I, I don't think anyone means anything ill by it. It's just that, yeah, it would be awkward. So yes. he's not attending and neither is Melania, but it's okay. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> now I want to get to something uh, about... This is, this is to me, uh, this was awesome when I heard about it, about yeah. this new musical. Um, like I said, it's called The Civility of Albert Kasher. And no, but wait, The Civility. Because in the title, like it's a capital T. Yeah. Why, right? Like civil, capital T, T Y. Yeah. Like what? what, what? I'm I don't, just curious. You know what? what? I'm curious too. And my initial... <laughs> <laughs> civil tea, like civil, as in like, because it takes place during the Civil War, mm -hmm. the American Civil War. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. Civil. But then also like the civility of this person. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious as to what the capital, like the T-Y stands for. Could it just be it like for transgender? Could that uh, be? I didn't think of that. I, I, I'm just thinking. We're just thinking oh, because yeah. I didn't think of what you just said, which is hmm. great. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a new musical, and it is from Promovero per per Productions. Promovero Productions, um, P for five hundred. Um, it's written by J. Paul Durante and Durantini. I'm great today, mm -hmm. and a score by Joe Stevens and Keaton Wooden. Um, so this is about a transgender soldier in the Civil War. And I say transgender because at the time I don't know if there was the. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if you would if they would define it as that because they said oh she just went undercover as yeah it definitely but wasn't widely what known or no. even like really experienced probably mm -hmm. or openly exactly experienced so yeah but I mean during the Civil War so. Yeah. Um, there's a recent tweet, as many people know, going back to Trump. Um, mm. and if anyone has not read it or heard it, it said, after consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow dot, dot, dot <laughs> transgendered individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. He made that decision, and uh, he made that decision to tweet that. Unfortunate. And obviously, um, <laughs> to me, I, first of all, based on what he just said, uh, if anyone wants to sacrifice their life, not even wants, if anyone is willing to sacrifice their life for mine, I don't care what you want to be or who you are, who you define yourself as. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And to tell a person that you can't, that you, they don't want you defending our country. It's unbelievable to me mm -hmm. because he hasn't stepped foot in the military in any yeah. shape, 
form or fashion. So he has no idea what it takes. No, what it would go through. I mean, I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. No, I like my. I have a lot of my family has like mm-hmm. m- like my older brothers and my dad and my grandparents like they've all a lot of them have served in the military, but I have no idea what it would take. I don't know. So what to it go takes. that step and to say that they're not allowed at all. Yeah. Not accepted at all because, in the military. Because of what how they identify with Exactly. Themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So um yeah, this new musical is about uh like it said, the life of Albert DJ Casher, who was born Jenny Hodgers. Yeah. In eighteen forty three. It says on Christmas Day she was born. Um and I think this is this is a great opportunity for people to the for for theater and what it does. Yes, it entertains, but also it educates because yeah. this is a story that a lot of people don't even know about. And I'd never heard of it. No, of this specific story. Yeah. I, for me, when I think if you were to say, oh, what's a woman that would go undercover and to be a soldier? I would be like Mulan. Like, I, exactly. <laughs> that's where my yeah, brain Mulan. goes. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, you know, and that a Disney movie, mm-hmm. that was OK. And it's like, you know, this has been happening throughout history. There's so many we don't know about. Yeah. But now that we've come into a time where people think that this is some new trend. Oh, people want to become something. No, it's yeah. that's that's not what it is. This isn't new. It's just people are becoming more and more open and outward with it. Exactly. Which is which which I think is a good thing. Yes. And that only that only goes to show that other people have done a lot of very difficult things yeah. to pave the way. Mm-hmm. For lots of other people to feel comfortable doing so. Exactly. And and even in the moment, maybe them not knowing that they were even paving the way. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like initially, okay, I'm going to use Mulan just for, just for a second. It's like, from what I understand, she did it for her father. Like she, there, yeah. you know, she was trying to protect him, but. In a way, it's like what that has done on so many levels is it's told, yes, it's shown that women can do more than just be in the house. What women do. What women do, being in the kitchen. And it can show that, you know, if you have determination, you can achieve anything and go after anything. I mean, there's a lot that you can take from different sides of it. But specifically with this, um, and like you said, paving the way and showing... um, the side of the fact that like i think i just think that this shows that i just feel a little overwhelmed with the fact that again this happened so long ago yeah and even with what trump said there's still some good that is being brought out of it yeah because now People are going to be learning about a brave soldier who risked their life to fight for what they believed was right. And now this, I hope, will encourage more 
education and more knowledge and more understanding. I doubt that Albert Cashier knew that he was paving a way for people Definitely hundreds not. of years after the fact yeah. to not only inspire these creators to write this musical, but mm -hmm. everyone who's going to see it. Yes. All of those young people, all yeah. any age yeah. seeing that, who may be struggling with being able to accept and fully identify with who they really are, mm -hmm. whatever that may, that might be. Yeah. That's, I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah, I agree. And, and also, I wish I could see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, really I wish, wish I, I, it, yeah. I hope, I hope it keeps <clears throat> growing and I hope this becomes something that, yeah. you know, will make it to Broadway maybe, you know, yeah. we'll have to see. Um, uh, that's going to be playing, um, on August 31st, close, uh, through October 15th at stage 733. Um, is that in Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicago. So um, I hope everyone uh, kind of looks into not only this musical, but even a little bit of more about Albert Cashier and the life of. So get educated on it. So yeah. I don't know. It's really great. Hmm. But now, Ames, I want to talk about you. Okay. Let's talk about yeah. Ames, fam. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> Ames, yeah. I know that you come from the land of Utah. 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 People working together. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even I was gonna a, a joke. That. That's actually a song. Wait, really? Uh, yes. That's a song? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hi. Um, is that where you're originally from? I was born in Arizona, in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yeah, it's hot there. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> a different heat than Japan, different. but very hot. Yeah. Um, and when I was about nine, ten, mm -hmm. I moved to Utah. Oh, um, and I was there for I'm there for the rest of my life. Yeah, until now. Man, until <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because I well I've never been to Utah, but I've been to Arizona. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's, yeah. it, I just think of, I don't know, wide open spaces. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, way. there are. There yeah. Are. There, like, there, are, there are so many beautiful landscapes, mm -hmm. like different landscapes that you can see yeah. within a very short period of like travel yeah. time. It's, oh. it's stunning. That sounds music beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out. Um, so I want to know, where was it that you, Ames, were drawn to performing or when did you realize hey i want to do this yeah um my mother is a choreographer really um, yeah and since i can remember mm -hmm. like since i can remember for real she mm -hmm. has always been dancing and t uh, teaching she we had like a little dance studio in our house growing up that she would teach like preschool and stuff but also like dance lessons and she would always choreograph my older siblings high school musicals and i would always be there like i was in several of them yeah well, not several but like you were of yeah them. and i would always just be like running up and down the auditorium aisles as she's choreographing the students and so it started there yeah and it was always just my favorite thing to do oh my gosh um, and then throughout high school like middle school and high school i was always performing um in all of the school musicals and then I started doing this. Lots of really, really great community theaters. Uh -huh. it's, it's strange saying, calling them community theaters because there's so much more than what you would think yeah. when you say the term community theater. Mm -hmm. um, the shows that these theaters put on are just outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, and I 
I did started doing lots of shows there yeah. and just getting a lot of experience that way. And yeah. It just hasn't stopped. It just hasn't stopped. So you've always yeah. been like, that was kind of your foundation. Well, your mom started with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. So she, I'm assuming that you came from a supportive family of like, yeah. Hey, yeah, you do this perform. Yeah. They've always been really, really, really supportive. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people don't have that support. Even to this day, yeah, they're successful, and their family is still like, "Yeah, yeah, that's great. You headlined in." A... So when are you gonna get a real job? Yeah, ah, yeah. oh, that question. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that might be. There's a lot to say about no, that. No, I, I, I definitely feel really lucky with uh-huh. my family and, and and the amount of support and love that I've yeah. always had. Yeah. yeah, I I totally feel you. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, like what what was it though that put the spark in you? Um, like, you know, like you've been immersed in it, mm-hmm. like you said, you've had a supportive family, but what was it for yourself that made you want to do that? Like, was it mm. an artist? Was it being, was there a certain musical or was there a certain concert you went to and you were like, this is it? Yes. What yes. was that? This is going to sound kind of cheesy probably, <laughs> but I saw the original cast of Mary Poppins in London. Uh, in 2005, uh-huh. I went to visit my dad, who was in London, or well, just outside of London, stationed there for the military. Wow. And um, he, we weren't even going to go and see his show because shows are kind of expensive. Yeah. I was, like, so upset. And I convinced him to buy us tickets, and we went and saw it. And it just, the amount of fun and the energy and the colors and the emotion and the magic and everything combined into one, I was, what was I? I just graduated high school, so I was, I think I was almost 18. Yeah. And it was so impactful, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to make that. Wow. And to make other people feel the way that I felt watching that. Yeah. I've I've definitely felt that multiple times since then, but that was the first time that I felt it that strongly. Mm. And I was... I was bit. I got the bug. Blown I, away. Like, yeah, I was blown away. Wow. Yeah. That's not cheesy. I mean, because so when beautiful. I say that, though, people like Mary Poppins. No. But I've always loved Mary Poppins, like the movie growing up, and it's always just been really, really close to my heart. So yeah. seeing that to that scale and like the amount of talent on that stage was. Yeah. Blowing. And I'm sure like the moments. Yeah. And like you said, just. You wanting to make others feel the way they made you feel. Mm. Oh, that's just like heart. Me- if any, <laughs> if it's going to be cheesy, it's like good, a good melty cheese because my heart yeah. just melted. I love melty cheese. I love, <laughs> I've, ever since you said this is going to be cheesy, I was thinking about the cheese I just bought. I bought goat's cheese and sheep's cheese and I was like, I'm about to have some in a minute. Man. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. The cheese. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And I think like, that's, Mm. that's probably how a lot of people feel is just like, they want to make people feel something. Yeah. Yeah. So with your like different points in, in your career, uh, of course, like you said, you started, you know, your mom was a choreographer. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight with her. (laughs) You did some community theater, but it wasn't, it was just, you know, to the level that it was, like, yeah. just very great. So what else, like, where else did you go from there? Um, well, I mean, I'm here in Japan. Yeah. And I perform here mm-hmm. uh, for a living. Mm-hmm. But 
and especially since coming to Japan, I've really gotten into drag and performing yeah. as a drag queen, um, which is something that I've been inspired by for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, fascinated by yeah. drag queens and culture and everything about about it. When did you get involved? Like. When did when you were like I'm gonna try this? I was always just weirdly fascinated by them. Well, growing up, uh, a lot of things to do with like anything gay or that was rather taboo. Mm. Um, that being said, since I when I came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. my family was still incredibly supportive. It just growing up, it wasn't really a thing that was talked about. Yeah. So every time I would see something like that, I would just be like obsessed with it yeah you're like because it felt like i needed to do that yeah but i couldn't i grew up in a pretty conservative and religious family uh-huh. and i always felt like i couldn't yeah um like no 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 you should not yeah it just, it just it wasn't right it was shut down yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and it wasn't even shut it was more like myself like internally being like oh no that's not right I uh-huh. that. so i'm not even gonna like suppressing the feeling yeah. of whatever yeah yeah which is a really big thing and i like saying that like it's it, the past several years have been like the past couple of few years have been like really kind of coming to terms with that suppression yeah. or whatever type of guilt I may have had from the religion mm-hmm. that I grew up in. But um, I definitely feel like I have come to a place where I can like completely openly talk about it. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. And I think which has allowed me to be like pretty committed and pretty like gung ho when it comes to things like drag. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I started, I started drag, I did drag for the first time the summer of 2015. So mm-hmm. that was only two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh. laughs> it feels much longer. It than, does. It feels a lot further away than just two years. But um, yeah. And so that was like a year before I came to Japan and mm-hmm. I did it only a handful of times. Mm-hmm. But then since coming to Japan, I've done it several times and I've... And um, you're incredible. (laughs) Thank you. Unbelievable. Well, that's the first thing that we did together. We did. the Kings and Queens Cabaret. Yes. Yes, Kings and Queens. I was uh, Ike Turner. (laughs) 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 I had to practice my... uh, my stern face. I couldn't smile and had that mustache. It was great. Fierce. 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 Thanks, Ike. <laughs> no, but um, what, what? You did a lot. You did, <laughs> you did. Um, I mean, oh. that show specifically, mm-hmm. I did, I did Liza Minnelli. Yes. Mr. Oh, Brett Lockley, God. who was one Shout of our friends. Shout out to Brett Lockley. I'm not even kidding. He was like, the second he wanted to do this show, he was like, oh, and you're going to do Liza with a Z. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Because I was super just excited to be a part of it. Exactly. But that was nothing I'd ever even thought I would like want to do or that I'd be good at or yeah. that people would think was funny and now it's kind of become like it's incredible a big part of my drag persona because you're not just this is this is how I feel everyone um when I watch Ames uh, perform in drag it's not just look at me I look beautiful watch me walk across the stage he completely <laughs> you completely <laughs> immerse yourself in whatever you're doing and it's like I'm not even watching, I'm not like, oh, it's Ames and Drag. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. This performance is amazing. And it's because you go that extra mile and completely commit to a character. It's not just about the looks. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. You're welcome, thank but you, it's the real deal. It's just unbelievable. That's what 
that's why I've wanted to do drag. Yeah. It's not about wanting to be any. It's it's about me wanting to make people feel something. Yes. Which you can do by many in many different ways, mm-hmm. but. I think for, for me, the, the easiest and the best way to do that is to put on a character, to, de- to develop something. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I did Liza Minnelli. Uh-huh. I did The Little Mermaid. Yes. Which we had talked about. We just talked about. Um, and you did, said, <laughs> but you did it in Japanese. Yeah. We yeah. Did, like the, there was a the Japanese production of Little Mermaid a few years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was stunning from the videos that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and I lip synced it in Japanese. Oh. Which was, I wanted to talk, when we were talking about Diana Huey, yes. the actress who's doing Little Mermaid right now, mm-hmm. and talking about how she could evoke certain things that maybe other actresses couldn't. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do speak Japanese, mm-hmm. not all of the lyrics in Japanese translate exactly to the English version, but they're so beautiful. And the one like talking about like, I just want to be where they are. <sighs> And it's, yeah, it's, it's it's just a different language. So it's experiencing yeah. those emotional, those strong, like, lyrics, yeah. the beautiful lyrics in Disney lyrics, but they're beautiful um, in a different language mm-hmm. or in a different, just like approaching it from a different way. It was really, exactly. really, really fun. Oh, yeah. No, but it was great. Mm, that was a it. lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I think like uh, with, uh, you know, the way that I want you to talk, kind of talk about how it is here versus yeah. being in the States, um, being able to do drag, I think, more freely. I yeah. think it's clearly, I mean, we have a show, RuPaul's Drag Race, yes, yeah. but it's still something that people are not as comfortable with. People, are, aren't, people aren't comfortable with it. They're uh, slightly afraid of it. I think mm-hmm. a large part of that discomfort comes from fear. Yeah. And it's just unknown. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Excuse me. So if there are, if there is any kind of negativity, mm-hmm. like violence or whatever, any type of danger in going out in drag or for any LGBT person, I think that's where it comes from. But here, well, I honestly never went out in drag uh-huh. before I came to Japan. I only ever performed. I was mm-hmm. only in shows. It's not like I would go out on the town and go out to the club and I, I would. I was only performing. Exactly. So it was rather safe. I was always in a very safe environment. Um, and also it's Utah. I'm from Utah. Like it's not really a dangerous environment anyway. Yeah. Not to not not to say that like things don't happen, but but it's compared just... to lo- other larger cities. Yes. It's rather safe. Exactly. And then here. I've really only done shows. Even like when I'm going out on the town, it's still a show. Yeah. Like, especially in Japan, because I'm at least a foot taller than everyone else, especially in heels. Exactly. And when we go out and with big groups of all of our foreign friends, like we just like literally stop traffic sometimes. Yeah. And so people are just gawking and it's a blast. Yes. Because they're more, I feel, I feel like here uh, there's more of a, if there's something that's unknown Instead of shunning it, they are intrigued yeah. and embrace. They're like, wow, there's something I've never seen. I'm going to take a picture of or with or beside. Yeah. And I'm going to go home and tell my family, guess what yeah. I saw today? This was so cool. Instead mm-hmm. of what is this? Rah! There's no you amount know? of anger. There's no amount of fear. No, yeah. it's yeah. There's no fear. There's yeah. always people that will come up to you and say like, trying their best in English to like ask you where you're going and like I've had multiple people like help me to places if I don't know where I'm going (laughs) yeah 
Just in full drag. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, let yeah. me help you. They just want a moment. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Just I'm to... really, really, I'm really grateful for this time in Japan, especially developing my skills and experiences with drag because mm -hmm. I think I can use it as a motivation and as like inspiration for whenever I do go home mm -hmm. or wherever I go when I'm finished here. Yes. Um, with drag and without drag, mm -hmm. uh, just like in life in general, um, to use everything I've learned here with inspiration, to, like that freedom and the confidence that I've been able to gain here, which I feel so thankful for. Um, yeah. And hopefully be able to inspire other people with that or just like to continue inspiring myself with it, which might sound like a little selfish or like it's not no. the best way to think of that. But I, I feel like I gain a lot of um, happiness from yeah. that and from like from, from experiencing that right now and then just like envisioning my future with the things I've learned right now. You know, I... That's not, that's not even, uh, I think that's, yeah. I think it's simply beautiful. And I think that like with what you said about, you know, using what you've learned, the confidence that you've gained, hmm. a lot of people wonder why they're like, why, did, why, why, why go out and drag or why do drag at all? Yeah. And I think it is because, and I've never done drag. Yes, I've oh, been Ike have. Turner, yeah, I guess. Have. Ike, shout out, thanks. Not really shout out to Ike Turner, but <laughs> not really. Just like that image, But just yeah. in general, the image. Um, yeah, I think that it is something that kind of brings out another confidence and brings out something else in you, like you said, that you can apply yeah. to other things. Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes. You know, just like you said, being a character and not just breaking out of your shell yeah. And if anything, it's like permission to say, yeah, you can do this and be this way. Yeah. Nobody's saying you have to be. It's it's one of those things. I, I had a conversation with someone before about masculinity yeah. in the entertainment world. And it's funny because like we want to be, oh, we're so embracing. Yes, be who you are. Yeah. But there's this harsh truth that a lot of specifically men at for the most part are told and their masculinity is put in check. Like you're not yeah. being masculine enough. So you can't do this. You need to be more manly. You need to be more manly. Yeah. You need to be more this, more that. Yeah. So maybe there is that there's an opportunity there for you to just like whatever you're feeling. And it's not to say that you have to be, this feminine woman, like, oh, yeah. I'm like in a corset. No, you be like, who, what do you feel like? And yeah. you do it and it's okay. That's what, that's what, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Is if I'm feeling like I'm being true to myself mm -hmm. and I'm being honest with myself and am I being a good person? Yes. Am I being nice to people? Am yeah. I being honest? Am I being happy? Am I being just like a good person? Yeah. That's what. I'll throw it out to my mom again. Like that's what that's what she taught me. She, like throughout a lot of my life, she'd always just say, "Do good and be good." Yeah. And I've it might sound strange for if my mom ever listens to this. It might sound <laughs> funny for me to talk about that and drag in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. But it like as a huge part. I think they're very very related. Mm -hmm. I think that the future. I I read this quote the other day about um, like the future belongs to those who are 
not afraid to push boundaries mm. and to open doors and to be good. Ah. And so I, I use that all, and that might sound rather broad and kind of open, but I, 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 could, I think it can be applied very specifically in like day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. It can be applied to me in drag. It yeah. can be applied to anyone. It can be applied in this transgendered musical. It exactly. can be applied to this Asian actress. Exactly. And it can be applied to Mr. Donald Trump. Yes, it can. It yeah. can be applied in so many ways. Hmm. hmm. Ames, that's I great. That I just have a lot of hope for the world. I know that the dark times are They're upon. everywhere. Mm-hmm. They are <laughs> everywhere. When you look for them. But, but yeah, I think that if you, if you think about it, I always think about the fact that it's, it can be very emotional with things that uh, are happening right now. And for me personally, my parents, my parents had to drink from separate water fountains when they were children. It's, it's not far away. So to see images that I learned about when I was a, you know, when I was a child about segregation or people hating people just because of the color of their skin. And now on, on the news, seeing people openly state that they believe that I deserve to die just because of the way my epidermis looks. The organ on my body, the way it looks, you believe that I deserve to die. It's hard. But I think that the fact that I know I can't change someone else, I can't change what someone else thinks. All I can do is know how I'm going to see the world and how I'm going to see people. And like you said, treating people well, Mm -hmm. being a good person and if everyone could apply that to themselves, then I think things would change. I can't change someone's, yes, perfect. It will never be perfect, but it's just that it takes you kind of looking at yourself and thinking like, okay, what can I at least do? I know what I can do and then we'll see where we can go from there. It will never be perfect here on earth. But, Mm. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that there is so much to say about that just acceptance yeah. do good just do good treat people well yeah it's all good everything's fine um <laughs> yeah so um we kind of touched on it a little bit before about yeah. getting a real job right mm. so yeah have you ever <laughs> have you ever heard that phrase before how get a real job like when are you going to get a real job that question i should say no never heard that i haven't maybe like passively mm-hmm. but n- not in a direct like, way implying yeah mm-hmm. or like it, there's there may have been people with like if i booked something like if i got something or if i was going to an audition they would be like oh that's great um how did the other interview go yes or like how the other like have, how's your like your non-performing resume coming yes <laughs> they're like <laughs> oh know? that's great but yeah. yeah there's always like a little but and i've myself i've not had that directly mm-hmm. asked to me but i know a lot of people um th- we know a lot of people that like we said we come from supportive families who yeah. were like you go perform yes yeah. you did it but the reality is that that's not uh what everybody comes from no. or what everybody deals with even to this day um it <laughs> there's some people who don't have their family members even show up to anything that they do yeah. and 
I can't imagine that, but that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when you hear that or when you hear people who say, you know, yeah, this is how my family feels, yeah. like, what do you think? I feel sad. Yeah. Because I haven't, because I know how awesome it is to have my family be so supportive. Yeah. Like I know how great it feels to have my mom come to my shows yeah. and then hug me like, like so tight afterwards. I know how it's such an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. So I feel sad that other performers who are like doing something they love so much and are giving so much of themselves in whatever type of performance they're doing, that they don't may not have that experience or they may not like know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think there's also something that like drives that could potentially drive those people even more mm-hmm. because of that. Like they have like they're working against more than maybe I have and just in, in, in a different way, but like they're doing it for themselves, like, like in, because it means so much to them, regardless of what support they have or don't have. Yeah. Um, like where the focus is, yeah. like your focus. Okay. I'm not going to get like the support or the, you know, encouragement from, my family, these people, but you know what? The purpose of me doing this in the first place isn't about them. Yeah. It's about, it's about this, this art, this message I want to convey and this this performance. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that could be used in order to help you in whatever you're doing, like emote what you need. If there's pain, you just use Use that, use it, use the pain. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you, using life experiences to help you get through. It's like. In whatever you're doing. In whatever you're doing. doesn't mean you have to, like, you can only use, like, rough experiences in, like, rough and dark and dramatic plays. No. You can be doing it in, like, Mary Poppins. Yes. It can be channeled. That, that fuel inside of you can be channeled in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it even more powerful when you use like kind of maybe dark or hard experiences mm-hmm. in bright and happy and glitzy shows yeah. or glitzy performances. Pushing so through. Strong. Yeah. yeah. Smiling in the fact that regardless of what happened and has happened to you yeah. or has happened and is happening, you're in a moment of joy and you've arrived at a mm. place of like, you know what? Look at me because yeah. I'm here and I'm doing it. Yeah. So you got to th- think about that. Like, I feel that though the- right now. Yeah. Like in my job right now, mm-hmm. I feel like I definitely use it. I have to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting paid to do. You get paid to be happy. And I'm not always happy. That's exactly, but exactly right. Like when I am on set, like when I, when I am happy, I feel like, it's, I mean, it's hard to just like throw all those things at the door sometimes when I have to go out and perform. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm able to actually get into that and then actually like just let go of things, you realize that those things are rather easy to let go. And yeah. then you're like, wait, why are they so easy to let go? Are they that important in the first place? Mm-hmm. I'm not so I'm not saying that to make the, like everything sound trivial because things can be really hard sometimes. Yeah. But like it just makes you like gives like perspective to a lot of things in life and. I think that performing, any kind of performing, is really, really great for that reason. Because I think you so too. Have you can you can gain that perspective if you, you know, I've been able to gain that perspective. Yeah. yeah, and it and it becomes something that you 
you learn, like you said, uh, you know, there's days where you're not always happy mm-hmm. and you have to go, hey, I'm going to pay you to go out and smile. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is that. But <laughs> um, like you said, it's like you, you kind of have to, you break it down and you say, okay, like how much does this matter? How much is this important yeah. in the moment? And now how do you get to the point though? Like how do you get to the point of, being able to let go like hmm. I, I it's happened to me before where i've gone out and i've been performing and there's like realistically tears flowing down because i'm trying to like push through i'm like i'm happy i'm fine I'm but happy. it's like i'm okay i swear yeah, i know i'm having fun i promise <laughs> and it's like tears are coming down my face but you do get to a point where it's like and then it starts raining. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> just to add it. You're like, yeah, see, it's just the rain. Um, how does that happen? How do you get to the point where if you are going through something yeah. that you're still able to do that? I I mean, I I go back to like my days in at, at school where like professors would go through like different warm-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it goes down to just like simple breathing exercises for me. Yeah. Um like seriously just inhaling and exhaling and like clearing your mind of every thought. Mm. Like not even thinking about not thinking about things. Ah, yeah. You know, and it's it's like a form of it's it's meditation really. Mm. Um but like not not focusing on any of whatever is making you worried or stressed or upset or whatever's making you really happy that day, like mm. kind of clearing everything that way and starting from a clean fresh slate. Hmm. It's definitely not always the easiest thing to do, but I definitely don't always do it. Yeah. But like it's that is something that I do use. Mm-hmm. I also sing. Like I'll sing to myself. Huh. And that's something I think I got like my dad used to always like he would always just like sing. He would make up stuff. It's like to melodies that maybe from other songs or maybe he made up and he would just like sing to all of us as he's like driving and it's like make up songs. Yeah. That at the time we always just laughed at. Still, I laugh at it. <laughs> but I think that just like inherently, maybe it just it just like stuck inside of me. And I'll sing. Even though I'm not an incredibly, I'm not a very religious person right now at all. I'll sing like hymns that I grew up with, mm-hmm. or like songs that just get stuck in my head. Yeah. Like that. Whatever comes to you, yeah. maybe to take you back to a certain place, like of, you know, to try to make you think about like you said, like clearing your mind, making yeah. you, taking you out of whatever situation you're in mm-hmm. and just to kind of put you in another place. Yeah. And that moment. might sound to some people listening, that might sound like seeing things with like rose colored glasses or like putting, like putting pretty colors on top of a whole bunch of poop. But like, <laughs> it's unicorn it poop. works. It's unicorn poop. It works for me. And so that's what I do. Like I've always been, a rather positive and optimistic person. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it works for me. Yeah. It's obvious. I, I feel very happy with my life right now. So it's mm-hmm. been working for me. Yeah. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. But that, mm-hmm. that's what I, uh, those are some things that I do uh, to help, help, like yeah. to get into place where I need to be to perform whether it's like to clear my mind of anything so I can be happy or just in general with any type of getting ready for performance. Mm. That's a really great question. That's Thank a, you for asking. It's a, I think it's a, you're welcome, but I think it's a constant thing that everyone is relearning because yeah. you change and things change and 
different things change. Some someone may be dealing with Becky didn't sit beside me at lunch today. Mm. I'm so pissed. Oh my gosh, I'm not letting her borrow my purse tomorrow. Or <laughs> or hey, I've got two outstanding bills right now due yeah. and they said they're going to take my car and I've got to go on stage now. Like Or hey, yeah. we live in Japan. We're kind of close to Korea. Yeah. Hey, hey, stuff's going on in America. Hey, like, yeah. I'm not home. Yeah. And yeah, God only knows what's going to happen with the person who has the nuclear codes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's just, and and what do you do? Focus on what what the task at hand is. Hey, yeah. all that we can do is our best. It's time our to be best. good. Time to be good. Yeah, it comes back around. <laughs> okay, last last question. Mm. Last question. I want to know. I want to know what. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Um, Ames, what yeah. is at least up till now? Mm-hmm. What is the best piece of advice or the most important thing you've learned so far being a performer, an entertainer, choreographer, director? In this line of business, what's the most important thing? Mm. I would have to say it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not like a piece of advice that someone has told me. It's just something I've learned throughout the different shows that I've done. Um, and it's being nice. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know that like, maybe I've said that too much, but I don't think you can say it too much. But it's not just being nice. It's, it's to everyone, especially to the people that you don't think you maybe need to be. Like to your crew and to the technicians and to the designers and it's everyone, like the people that you might think are below you the people that obviously you're probably going to be nice to because you think they're above you. Um, but it's just to everyone and especially to yourself, like being nice and as hard as it might be, but not comparing yourself to other people because it's only going, there's, you're always going to have someone to compare yourself to. You're always going to find someone who you think is better, who you think is prettier, who you think can sing better. Like, you're never going to get anywhere with comparing yourself. And I think that's, I think that's probably like the, the easiest way you can be unkind to yourself. Um, and like I said, it's not an easy thing to do at all times, but it definitely, definitely, definitely is, I think, the best thing I've learned. And of course, I have been told that. But that kind of, is that, that, that isn't like this huge piece of wisdom that you would like say, oh, that's the best piece of advice I've ever received. I, because I think it comes from doing it. Yes. And you have to be nice to yourself. Yes. Yeah. I could, you're incredible. You're incredible because hmm. that is absolutely true. I agree. Um, just be kind and be nice. Yeah. And especially to yourself. Ames. Thank you. You're amazing. I am so glad you came by to have a chat. 
I'm so glad I did too. Thank you so this much. This has been great. Uh, I can't wait for us to talk about more rice uh, and sushi it's and she's all about the rice. <laughs> You're incredible. Thank you so much. And um, Ames, would you like people to follow you on? Sure. On yeah. Anything? Let them know. Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook, Ames Edward Bell, or on Instagram. Amesy boy. That's just Ames, i.e. boy. That's what my whole family calls me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow my drag adventures, you can follow at Velma Joan. <laughs> Let me tell you, everything about that page is stunning. Running. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Ames. Uh, for questions, comments, and topic suggestions, please email us at greenroomtalks at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Green Room Talks and on Twitter at GRT Podcast. Once again, my name is Lauren Kay, and thanks for listening. <laughs>